because we are going to be utilizing the uh, PowerPoint, and it'll pretty much be the whole time. I mean, we're, we're going to be in it the whole time. A little bit different. <clears throat> it's a little bit different. That ain't working. Yeah, I, I would like it at least somewhere. Maybe, what can we do? Can we put it in the corner maybe and slide it over there a little? Just so I have a little access up here. Watch, it's tied up. It's still connected, though. No, it's not. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, even if we lay it down, but we can. I just don't want it right in front of me there so I trip on it. <laughs> Knowing me, I would. Ooh. We can we can lay it down back there. That's fine. I just don't want it right here in front. There you go. Thanks. And then you just put it right up against that wall. My bad. I forgot about that mic sticking out there. That's gonna make it tough. <clears throat> there you go. How much better is that? Now see how much better that is. <clears throat> wow. It's amazing. Save me an extra six inches. I feel like I've got all that room now. <clears throat> this is great. I love it. All right. I just when I was sitting there, it just felt like that's, you know, I was going to have to hurdle that baby. <clears throat> I, I mean, I could do it, obviously. It's quite obvious, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead, and this is our vision night tonight, and, and I'm just going to share some things with you this evening. We can go ahead and flip that on when you get a chance, guys. That'll be great. <clears throat> Excuse me. And again, it's vision night 2014, and... Um, you know, it's hard to imagine it's already 2014. It's gone so fast, hasn't it? And um, here we are again after another year. <clears throat> Seems like uh, they just fly by, doesn't it? They just go so quickly. And uh, so it's Vision Night 2014. Before we get started, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we come to you. We just ask, Lord, tonight that you'd speak to our hearts, that you'd work in our lives. And Lord, as we begin to outline, maybe lay out a few things uh, about the coming year, Lord, that it would just be an encouragement and a help to us. Lord, obviously, um, it doesn't do any good to have plans unless we follow through with them. Father, may you just give us the courage to go forward. May you give us the power and the grace we need, Lord. May you just bless us and encourage us and help us along the way. Again, Lord, we need you. We can't do it without you. We'll thank you and praise you for what will be accomplished. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Vision Night 2014. And, um, <clears throat> okay, maybe it's not working yet. It's on. It's on. It really is. I, I usually don't turn it on. See, it's got the pointer. I got the pointer thing going. Okay. Here, I'm sure they'll get it in a second. Think, see how good they are back there? <clears throat> Community Baptist Temple is going to be celebrating 20 years, all right? Amen. This will be our 20th year, 2014. 1994 to 2014. 20 years uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dawn on 20 years. And that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, you know, I, I'm just saying 20 years is a long time. At least it seems that way, doesn't it? Especially to these young people and to these kids. But 20 years. It seems like yesterday the church was just started. And now here we are 20 years later talking about what's going to happen, what will take place in the year 2014. <clears throat> so anyway, celebrating 20 years. <clears throat> now the original motto of our church 20 years ago when we began the ministry was Community Baptist Temple making a difference. And um, I'm concerned uh, that, uh, that, that maybe we have lost sight of that a little bit. And one of the things that I want us to try to rekindle this year is that thought a little bit, making a difference. 
I think that when we don't feel we're making a difference, we get discouraged and we, we lose hope. The next thing you know, we give up. When people don't think that soul winning works uh, and they're not making a difference when they're knocking on doors or when they're coming out on Saturday mornings or Tuesday nights or whenever it is, they, they quit coming. <clears throat> when Sunday school teachers don't see kids in their classroom and they think that their preparation and their work and their effort is a waste of time, they want to quit and give up. When people come to the church and they don't see things be moving forward and they feel like things are stagnant, they want to quit, give up. And so it's important that we understand that everything we do makes a difference. <clears throat> Whether it's teaching a Sunday school class, it makes a difference. Whether it's making a hospital visit, it makes a difference. Um, whether it's uh, knocking a door or uh, just uh, coming out on Saturday or whatever it might be, you got to realize that it's making a difference. And so the church began that way, and it needs to continue that way. And we need to work on that this year as we move forward. <coughs> Excuse me. Our ministry verses <coughs> were Jeremiah 33.3. And again, they're on the walls, actually, in the corners. But uh, Jeremiah 33.3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Amen. Again, a prayer verse started with prayer. Community Baptist Temple began with uh, just uh, asking God, begging God to do something great. Ultimately, Psalm 41 through 3 <clears throat> enters into the picture here. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me, and I heard my, He heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. What? Many shall see it in fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Twenty years later, my voice isn't what it used to be. But anyway, many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. And that was a big part of our ministry as well. You know, we wanted to make a difference. But we wanted to make a difference in a way that God was seen. So many shall see it in fear and trust in the Lord. <clears throat> so those were our ministry verses early on. Now our 2014 theme. I said I wasn't sure where it was. Well, I know where it's coming now. If our guys could get their places. We're going to unveil our theme right away. We're going to get that right out in the open. I wanted to have a drum roll in this thing, but <clears throat> I couldn't figure out how to put a drum roll in. <clears throat> Are you ready for the 2014 theme? Here it comes. One, two, three, go. Oh, did they get it? They did. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Fight the good fight. That's going to be our theme for the year 2014. Fight the good fight. And uh, I think uh, Brother Kavanaugh did a pretty good job on that theme, didn't he? Pretty nice looking. All right? <clears throat> I did a good job of proving it. But uh, <clears throat> fight the good fight. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, we're uh, excited about the battle that we have to fight this year. And that's really what it's all about. <clears throat> we're in a fight. We're in a battle. And so fight the good fight. Of course, the verse that's going to be our theme verse or the verse that we draw that from is fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Again, the main part being fight the good fight of faith. All right? <clears throat> so important. Now, <clears throat> as we get to this point, I want to share a couple of things with you just about 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. I hit the wrong button. First word in the verse, there we go, is fight, fight. That, that's opposition. <clears throat> you don't fight a battle. You don't get in a fist fight without it being a, a, some opposition. And the Bible says, therefore, 
Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. <clears throat> There's a battle that we're fighting, obviously. All right? And um, we have to realize it's going to endure some hardness. As we enter 2014 and we think about fighting, uh, you know, fight uh, the good fight, we have to realize it's not going to be easy. This is not going to be easy. You know, and we like things to be easy. We like them to be comfortable. But it's not going to be. Why? Because it's a fight. It's a battle. And that's what we're involved in, okay? So as we move forward in 2014, don't, don't somehow get the idea that everything ought to be smooth and silky. Don't, figure, don't, don't go that direction with it. Because that's not exactly what happens. That's not how it works. The bottom line is, is that we're in a battle. We're in a fight. So if that's the case, there's going to be opposition. <clears throat> you ought to be grateful when you hear about bad things going on sometimes. You say, what do you mean? I'm talking about vandalization taking place of the carousel. You ought to shout for joy. You ought to say, praise the Lord. The devil hates us. Praise the Lord, man. He's got his, his uh, minions or his imps or whatever you want to call them out there trying to destroy our, our, our building, trying to get us discouraged. Man, we're not getting discouraged by that. We're just going to get madder than ever to get it done sooner than ever. Amen. <clears throat> Come on, we're going to get it done. You know what I mean? It ought to fire you up. I know it does. It's first it kind of punch you in the gut and you go, oh. I know it did to me when I first walked in there and saw that. I went, oh. And then I went, wait a second. This is awesome. That means somebody doesn't like what's going on at Community Baptist Temple. Why? Fight. The good fight. We're in a battle. <clears throat> got some opposition. That's okay. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Fortunately, we got some insurance. Hopefully it doesn't go up, <laughs> but anyway, we've got some insurance. That's good. So I think we're going to be okay, all right? Even if we didn't have it, we'd still be all right. Got to work it out. He's not broke. <clears throat> the opposition. Not only that, but we see the opportunity. Fight the good fight. You say, opportunity, good fight? Yeah, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, Paul the Apostle, of course, is preparing to leave this earth. He says, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. The Apostle Paul here, as I say here in the little passage below, isn't pointing to his effort or the outcome of that effort. That's not what he's talking about. He's not saying that I fought a good fight. He's not saying, look at me. Look how good a job I did in the battle. That's not what the emphasis is of the passage. He's saying that I battled. I, effort, I put forth effort. I strove. I did all of those things. But it was for a good cause. The right cause. He fought a worthwhile battle. He said, I fought a good fight opposed to a bad one. You know, there's some fights you just shouldn't get into. And Apostle Paul said, I fought a good fight. And guess what? The Bible teaches us, fight the good fight. We have an opportunity to be involved in the right battle, to be involved in the right fight. And we need to be careful to be involved in the right one, to spend our time and our energy in the right vein. The right direction <clears throat> brings us to the third point. In the passage, we see the opponent. We have to be careful with this. Fight the good fight of faith. Now again, if it is a faith battle that we're fighting, then it is not a flesh battle. If it's a faith battle, then it's not a flesh battle. We need to keep that in mind. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against spiritual weakness in high places, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual, excuse me, I mixed that up, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Again, notice the, the emphasis is we're not fighting flesh. We're not warring against flesh. We're not in a wrestling match with the flesh. We are in a battle against some principalities and powers, against somebody, something darker, bigger, badder than we are. I'm going to tell you something. The devil's a lot bigger and tougher than you are or I am. You know, this thing about, well, I'll kick him in the teeth and I'll drag him across the stage and I'll... No. You better get God's help on that one. No, we're not going to fight that battle. We're not going to physically even do any battling. It's not a physical battle. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I mean, we're walking in the flesh. I walk around here today and I can touch things. I can say, hey, how are you? And there's a, there's, there's a composite. There's, there's something there, flesh. But our battle isn't with flesh. My battle's not with Diego today. You know what I'm saying? My battle's not with you. My battle's not with those young men or whatever that they believe went into our carousel and, and, and destroyed it and wrecked it and ruined certain things about it. That's not, that's not my battle. I can get angry at them. I can be upset with them. I can be hatred, have hatred toward them or, or uh, whatever it might be. But what good is that going to do? <clears throat> what good is going to do if I take up the cause now and I go through all of Akron and I start saying, listen, we've got a battle to fight. We've got to find these kind of young men. We've got to fix them. We've got to throw them in jail. Spend all my time worrying about that when their souls die and go into hell. All I'm saying is we've got to be careful. We have to fight a good fight. We've got to always remember who the opponent is. As we go into this coming year, 2014, you better beware who you're fighting and why. You better make sure it's a good fight and it's not a fleshly fight. Boy, the devil wants you to get to fighting with your wife, your husband. You know, we get this idea, well, I'm right. Well, what good did it do? What good is that battle doing you? I mean, how's that working out for you? It doesn't work too good. That's all there is to it. We've got to be careful that we do not spend our years fighting one another or even battling for causes that yield no eternal reward or no eternal dividend. Matter of fact, fleshly battles become distractions to us. They're very distracting. We've got to be careful with that. Now, <clears throat> I want you to understand it's not our job to fix society. <clears throat> That's not why Community Baptist Temple exists. We don't, ex- we don't exist to fix society. Can I tell you right now that there is a God in this world, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse uh, 4, that is the ruler of the culture that we live in, the society we live in? He's the God of it. He's the God of the political system, the economic system, the social system, the religious system even. That's what the Bible teaches. Now why in the world do I want to try to fix something that he's God of? He's just going to ruin it again. I can't fix this culture and I can't fix this society. But what I can do is battle sin. What I can do is try to win one soul at a time. What I can try to do, like the Apostle Paul did, is reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing wrong with signing a petition, writing a note, calling a congressman, attending a rally if the cause is good. I'm not saying there isn't. However, be careful we're not sidetracked with good causes when we should be fighting the best cause. Just be careful. 
How does fighting with a brother or sister in Christ further the cause and the benefit and benefit the faith? <clears throat> how's it how's it benefit? How's it how's it do anything any good? Have you ever battled with one of your fellow brothers or sisters in Christ? Don't tell me you haven't, because I see it and hear it all the time. It really grieves my heart, by the way. Grieves me. Desperately grieves me. How's that helping us? How's that help the cause of Christ? What kind of battle? That's a fleshly battle. What does that do for you? How does that make you better for God? How does that make you better for the kingdom? How does that enable you to better reach others with the gospel when you're distracted by a personal, physical battle? We walk into church and we already get an attitude towards somebody and we're like, hmm. Okay, what did that just do for our service? What did that do for the visitor that just walked in the door? I mean, doesn't that affect the whole spirit of our church? All I'm saying is, as we move forward, let's fight the good fight. Let's not be involved in these petty disagreements. Let's not allow ourselves to buy into the idea that we have a right to have rights. I don't have any rights. We're nobodies serving somebody. Is the faith strengthened when we oppose the pastor or attack a leader in our church? <clears throat> of course not. Does that contention between you and your spouse advance the cause of Christ or does it hinder it? Does the conflict direct your attention toward God or does it distract you from Him? See, physical battles cause us to be distracted from God. As we move forward as a church, we cannot allow ourselves to fight battles that are not faith battles. Don't get, to, don't get caught in that. You have to make sure your relationship with your wife, your husband, your children, your family is right, at least from your perspective. You can't change what other people think or do, but you can be right with God. And let me tell you, it's important. You say, why do we spend so much time on individual stuff? Because ultimately it affects the whole. We are, a, we, are, we are a family here. I don't know about you, but let one of the children get out of sorts in your home. And it... it throws a monkey wrench in the whole whole giddy-up. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you parents, maybe you're like me. We've, we've lived long enough to see what maybe a little bit of mess-up can do when some, one of our kids maybe steps in a wrong direction or takes a, he gets a bad attitude or doesn't obey like they ought to. And man, I'm going to tell you something. It affects the whole family. And you know what? It does in the house of God, too. I want to encourage you and I, as we move forward, to fight the good fight. Let's make sure it's a fight of faith, not a fleshly battle. <clears throat> then we see the objective. He says, lay hold on eternal life. Now, the pas- passage is not implying um, <clears throat> that you and I have to battle or war in order to earn or possess our eternal life. That's not what it's getting at. That- that's not at all what he's saying. Basically, it's talking about the fact that we need to get a grip on or a handle on our eternity or on eternity. And, and I, I put in, in my notes uh, something like get a handle on the concept of it or possibly the outlook of heaven. Now, <clears throat> the challenge that we face today is keeping our eyes on the one who's coming back and, and really focusing our attention on eternity. It's easy to be distracted in this world. And again, we're talking about fighting battles. And, and, and sometimes we think the battle's just keeping our job. The battle's just keeping our house and not losing it. The battle's just making sure that we still have a decent car to drive. That's the battle. That's not really the battle. 
I mean, there's more important things than what, what I drive. More important things than where I live. I, I know that may be what we think are the most important things in the world, but they're not really. Not in light of eternity. We need to be very careful that we are not taken out of the game, out of the battle, and we start again focusing our attention on the wrong things. An eternal perspective is a very liberating perspective. It's amazing how things don't really seem so big in our life when we're looking toward eternity, when we're seeing and waiting for the return of Christ, when we're fulfilling the purpose that God intends for us. It's amazing. It's very liberating. Now all of a sudden we're not worried about certain things that maybe the world's so concerned about and consumed with. The good fight is a fight that focuses our attention and energy on eternity. Lay hold on eternal life. Get a grip on this thing. Get a hold of eternal life. And it'll change your outlook and your attitude. And it'll change your feeling. The burdens aren't so great when we know there's a hope for the future. The objective. The occupation. Occupation. What is it we're to do then in the meantime? He says, whereunto thou art also called. It's interesting that God called the prophets of old. Um, He called uh, the New Testament disciples in a sense. And now we have Timothy here um, who is also called. He's been called as well. And the apostle Paul says to him, whereunto thou art also called. Every man of God, every woman of God is called. Every one of us are. Every one of us. You have a calling, I have a calling. We've been called into the body of Christ even. In 2 Peter 1.10, Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Boy, there's an effort, there's an occupation, there's a job description, there's something to be done. And God's making sure that we're very aware of it. So, the occupation, whereunto thou art also called, you have been called as well. I've been called, every one of us. I'm not a preacher, one says. It doesn't matter. You still are called. You're all called. We're all part of the family of God. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And finally, the observance. Now, when we're called, we have an occupation. We need to do something about it. And has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Timothy's testimony was something that was confirmed by a number of people. It was confirmed by a number of people. I wonder today, is your testimony confirmed by a number of people? When people view you, when they think about your life, when they consider where you are in the world and, and what your profession is, when they look at those, is there a consistency? Or is there confusion? A profession without a testimony. If we're going to really reach the world with the gospel, if we're really going to make an impact and a difference in the culture and the society we live, then there must be, there must be a, um, a unity there. There must be a singleness there. They can't be separated. They have to be what I profess is what I am. <clears throat> that just has to be the case. So Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. <clears throat> so as we move forward, we need to fight the good fight of faith. And lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight. <clears throat> 2014, we got a little theme song. The choir will be singing it. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to sing it for you right now. 
But there it is. Fight the good fight. Stand for Jesus. Raise the banner of truth and right to the battle. Face, face the conflict, opposing evil with all our might. He is Lord of all creation. Our very best before Him bring. We are soldiers in the battle. Fight the good fight for the King. That's our theme song. Now, those are some words you'll be singing before it's over with this year. You'll have the opportunity to join in with the choir and others as well. But that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're in a battle. We're in a fight. And that's what we want to focus our attention on as we move forward this year. Fight the good fight. This year we're going to focus our attention in three areas. <clears throat> with each area there will be a, a mini-series that I'm going to do. We're going to fight the good fight as stewards, as servants, as soldiers. Now, what we have to keep in mind is, obviously, there's going to be a lot of change we trust this year. Again, I'm not setting any dates, obviously. <clears throat> but the fact is, <clears throat> we have a lot of things to, to, to face this year. And as I started thinking about the coming year, 2014, I thought to myself, what is it that we as a church need to be, most of all, as we move forward in this year? If I broke the year up, I'm thinking, okay, <clears throat> the first four or, five, four, four or five months of the year, we're in the process of moving. We're in the process of renovating. We're in the process of hopefully getting into our buildings. Well, we need to be good stewards. That means we've got to give. It means we've got to go. It means we've got to do some things. We've got to be stewards of what God has given us, good stewards. And so as we move forward, this first portion of the year, we need to be good stewards. Obviously, we need stewards all the time. But it seems to me it makes sense. <clears throat> the second part of the year, we, we need to be servants. <clears throat> what usually happens around May, June, July area? People start dropping off. You know, they, they take their vacations, take their tithes, their offerings with them. They take their families and friends with them. Next thing you know, if we're not careful, they don't even come back. We, we don't want that to happen. No, we want to be faithful. We need to keep fighting the good fight. We've got a battle to be waged. Oh, yeah, take your vacation. That's fine. But come back. <clears throat> come back. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? Just come on back, you know? But we've got to be servants. Hey, this is going to be a tough time. We get into that building, there's going to be a lot of things that need to be done. It's going to be a busy time for everybody. We don't need experts, we need servants. We don't need people telling everybody what to do. We need folks who just say, hey, what can I do? You get where I'm going? I'm just trying to say, as I looked at the year, I started thinking we need to be stewards early on. We need to be servants as we move forward in this process. And then finally, we need to be soldiers. Soldiers. We're going to get in that building, and we got a real battle on our hands. we got a city that needs one to Christ, and we're going to go after it. So, as stewards, we're going to search for souls. Search for souls. We need to be good stewards of what God's given us. He says, And the Lord saith unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. In the spring, for our spring promotion, we've already got it posted up there, we're going to have a journey for souls. We're going to be out looking for souls. Someone says, what's your vision? My vision is souls this year. Souls. Someone says, well, so what are we going to do fun? Win souls. Yes, sir. What are we going to do that's really cool as a church? Win souls. How are we going to fellowship? Winning souls. Amen. <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? I, I'm sorry, but... But I, I think I'm starting to figure this out after 20 years that maybe, maybe Community Baptist Temple has even moved away from what is most important a little bit. We've got so busy with all these things we're trying to do and everything we're trying to bring out. And, you know, and I'm not opposed to it. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But let's not lose what we're about, what our purpose is. 
It's to win people to Christ. Someone says, we got to teach people. You can't teach somebody that hasn't been won. Well, we need to disciple people. Well, where are they at? They're out there. we got to win them. Do you know that the majority of people we have discipled over the last year and a half have been people in our church? I don't know if there's been two people that have actually been one of the Lord that have been discipled in our discipleship program. That's called pitiful. You say, why is it, why do we, we're going to put all this emphasis on winning souls? Absolutely, because there's nobody to disciple. And if there's nobody to disciple, there's nobody to put in the waters if there's nobody getting saved. And our purpose is to win souls and to baptize converts and to train them up in the Word of God. And then you know where the teachers come from? We need help in this church. From the souls that get one. That's how it works. I told the staff the other day, the problem to every problem in a local church, every single problem in a local church is win somebody to Christ. You say, what? Absolutely. Okay, give me a problem. So he says, adultery. Adultery. Somebody commits adultery in church. Go out and win some souls and it won't matter anymore. We'll get right past that thing. You win enough people to Christ, they'll love you even though that happened in your church. It don't matter. People whose lives are changing and being transformed, they're going to deal with it. You say, financial problems. Go win people to Christ. Get them saved. Get them discipled. And guess what they'll do? Tithe and give. We've got building problems. We've got space problems. Go out and win more people. Fill the place up. God's obligated to give you something bigger. I'm just saying, every problem in the local church. Say, we've got problems with our music program. Go win people to Christ. You'll fix it. Every problem. We need a van. We need buses. Go win people to Christ. You won't have to worry about it. We'll figure it out. God will make sure it happens. You know, we always want to say, we don't have the money to go any further in this ministry. We don't have, we don't have the, the vehicles to do this. We don't have the vehicles. No, go keep winning people. God's responsible and obligated. Amen. Let me tell you something. Every time you put God, on the, on, uh, you put God up to the, the limit, so to speak, you say, hey, God, now look at, look at this building. It's being packed out. It's being filled up. What are you going to do about it? God says, are you kidding me? I provided manna in the wilderness for millions. You don't think I can provide for you? See, I think you've got to push God into a corner a little bit and say, okay, God, what are you going to do about it? Somebody says, oh, I don't believe that. Well, that's why you won't have nothing in life. So you have nothing in ministry. Every time God's done something in community Baptist temple, it's because there's a need. We've got to push and get to where God says, do what God says and let God do the, let God have to, he put him in a spot where he has to do something. If you're a dad and you've got enough uh, kids, you better figure something out because you need more space. <clears throat> better figure it out. Fortunately, God has unlimited resources. <clears throat> you say, I wish we did as a church. Let me tell you something. we got all the money we need. It's sitting right out here. It's out here. It's out here. That's not a problem. I'm not concerned about that. God will get it from us one way or another. He'll work it out. It's fine. I'm not sweating bullets at night worrying about money. You know what I worry about more than anything? Is you getting along with one another. Because that's what will hurt our church. When you look at somebody with eyes of disdain, and you come in here and think, that's what kills a church. Money's never a problem for a church. Not a church that's right with God. Not a church that's going after souls. And that's what our emphasis is as we move forward in that first quarter. We want, as stewards, to search for souls. Spring, our journey for souls, we're going to push, 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 push. And we're going to do our best to win everybody and anybody we can, every creature. 
as stewards, we're going to stay the course. As we move into that summertime, as I mentioned already, listen, we may be in a building or getting into a building at that point. I'm not sure. But either way, there's going to be some major transition taking place. And the temptation will be to go, wow. That's all right. I'm going to go, wow. But let's not stop being good servants. We're going to stay the course. We're going to stay at it. In 1 Corinthians, moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Let's stay faithful. In the summer, be found faithful. Let's keep going soul winning. Let's keep reaching people with the gospel. Let's keep encouraging family and friends. Let's continue to smile at church and love people and, and help people. And when we go on vacation, take tracks with us and tell others about Christ. Be in church when we're on vacation. Let's be faithful. Let's be faithful. Be good servants. Have a good attitude, a good spirit. You say, this isn't much of a vision. Boy, it's a heavenly vision. Everybody in church having a good spirit? That's a vision for you. Now, I know we've got a good church here, but we still got people here. I know if this pastor's flesh, you are. And we need to work together as a team as we move forward to fight the good fight. Let's not get sidetracked by things, little issues that can cause us to be distracted or discouraged. As soldiers, we're going to settle the score as we move into the fall. We get into that building. It's not time to relax. It's not going to be time to say, well, let's take it easy now. We finally got here. We finally got in the promised land. No, 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 no. No, it's time to take it to the devil. I mean, it's time for a fall assault. We're going all after him then. We thought we did some soul winning the first part of the year. We're going after it the second part. Amen. We're going after it. And then we may try to put some things in place to get people out into our services and to do certain things. We're going to maybe, if we can work this out, our goal, our, ho our hope, our desire is to ultimately have kind of like an open house at our church. It won't happen the first Sunday because you need to advertise those things. You really need to build them up. You need people in place to help out with that kind of thing. I mean, we're talking over a thousand people there. That's my goal. I want over a thousand when we have our open house the first year. You say, what's that? that takes a lot of work. That's called an assault. We've got to go after Satan. We're not going to be relaxing. We're going to be on the move. No, going places. <laughs> we're going to be going places, getting some things done. Now, again, there's no real hard, no big secrets here. Everybody that's listening tonight knows exactly what's happening. Wow. Seems like all he cares about is winning souls this year. Exactly. I'm sorry, but that's exactly what God gave me for 2014. It, it is that simple. So it says, well, what about all the other issues in our church and the needs? There are no other needs. You start winning souls, everything else will take place. Do you know what, what stops bickering and complaining amongst the brethren? When they got somebody else to worry about. When you got another soul that you've led to Christ that you're worried about keeping in church, you ain't got time to mess around with this brother or sister that's giving you the old, you know, crow eye. You're like, whatever. I ain't got I got more important things than worry about you. I got that convert depending on me. You get where I'm going? Everything's solved. It'll be okay. But we've got to do what God's called us to do. And the one thing that's important to God more than anything else are the souls of men and women. We've got to get a hold of that. And I thought we've, I think we've done a pretty good job through the years. 
But I just want it to get better as we move along, even in 2014 and into the future. I really want our ministry to be known. Used to be people visited Community Baptist Temple, and then certain people would leave and say, you know what, all that matters to you guys is winning souls. I used to take offense at a little bit. I'd say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? we got a discipleship. We've got Sunday school classes. We've got bus ministry. We've got all these things going on. They used to bother me. You know what? I hope that one day they'll come back to me again and say that. I haven't had anybody say that to me for a while. And so I've bothered me. It's bothered me a little bit. But we've lost our emphasis then. Because people ought to think that that come from other churches because there's nothing going on in other churches. And from their perspective, that ought to be all that's... What are you talking about? All you guys care about is winning souls. Exactly. Now, as you get in the ministry, you realize there's much more to it than that. But that's where everything kicks off. That's where, you, you know, if you, when you was a kid, I always wanted one of them rockets. You know, you could, you know what? There's fuel in that rocket. That rocket doesn't fly on its own. There's fuel in it. Soul winning is the fuel that fuels everything in the local church. Amen. When we get the fueling with, a, with soul winning and everything's moving in the right direction with souls, man, everything else falls into place. Now you have a teacher's training that actually has new people in it. Isn't that good? Now all of a sudden you've got bus training and you've got potential new workers because there's people that weren't here before. They just got saved. And you know who the people are that fire, are fire, most fired up about their soul and our salvation? New people that got saved. They're not sticking to muds like some of us after a while. Man, they're like, yeah, let's go to church. Now all of a sudden it doesn't matter if we have a meeting on Monday night. There'll be somebody in the pew. There'll be a new convert at least because he fired up. She's fired up. And all of a sudden that gets catchy. All of a sudden we go, wow, this is awesome. Things are happening. That's what we want to see happen. It starts with the staff, goes down to my adult leaders, then runs right on down into every Sunday school worker, every bus captain. I mean, it's right there. And then it gets right into this, the auditorium. And that's how it has to happen. Everybody on the same sheet, heading in the same direction, wanting to accomplish the same thing. Everybody. Fighting the good fight. The fight that's going to matter in eternity. The one that only matters. Nobody in eternity will care we had a men's conference. Nothing wrong with a men's conference. But if that's all we're good known for is our men's conferences, or our ladies' advances, nobody's ever getting saved, nobody's coming to Christ, no one's being discipled that's new in the faith. What good is it? It's a program instead of God's plan. Now, if we utilize those things as tools to equip and to encourage and to prepare us for what? Winning souls. That is profitable. 20 years ago, all I cared about was winning souls and building a church for God. That's all I cared about. <clears throat> all that other stuff was just pipe dream. I'd walk out the door, I'd knock doors all week long, go to work every day, spend one night a week at my home. Why? Because of souls. Ultimately, it was winning souls that caught in a church and change the landscape of this ministry. It was not a music ministry, however encouraging it can be. It was not the preacher and his wonderful, marvelous 
messages. It was knocking on doors, taking the gospel out, winning people at McDonald's, talking to folks in hospitals. It was everywhere you go, just telling people Jesus is alive and you need him in your life. And when we get to the point where that's what's important to us, we'll start to see things happen. We will. As a church, we'll see things happen. We've lost some folks. And I say lost folks. I can't really put my finger on it. I don't know exactly. I just know numerically there's some numbers I was talking to my wife about the other day. Um, Just between, there was one month we lost over 50 people apparently. Two months in the summer this past year. 50 people. I don't know where they are. I don't even know who they are. Do you know who they are? Where are they at? I don't know. That, that, that's, a, that's a problem. That's something I put Brother Kavanaugh on. We've got to find out where they're all at. That's why we're doing some of these follow-up visits. I want to find out where they're at. We still run almost 400. 400. After everything went on up there, down to here. Do you realize what that means? That means that we're seeing some folks come to Community Baptist Temple still. We're losing people, but we're gaining some. Look at the crowd tonight in this place. I'm not, it's not packed out by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not bad. Visit churches around this area. I, I'm not saying, look, pat ourselves on the back. I'm just saying, don't get discouraged about anything. We've got so many things to be excited about. Amen. We really have a great core group of people here. God's good to us. And many of you have led people to Christ. Many of you have taught Sunday school. Many of you have been involved in the bus ministry. We have some of the best trained people in the world here. I am very confident of that. But we want to get better at what we do. We want to be more effective at what we do. And I think today, if we can focus our attention and really begin to, like that song said, lead me to some soul today. Teach me, Lord, just what to say. Friends of mine are lost in sin and cannot find their way. Few there are that seem to care and few there are who pray. Melt my heart and fill my life. Give me one soul today. Let's make that our prayer as we go into the 2014 year. Well, let's, we'll watch God do great things. We're still going to have the men's conferences and the ladies' advances, and we're still going to have the choir and all those things. We're not dropping anything like that. But I do want to focus our attention and fight the good fight. Let's not forget about the real important business that God left us here to do, and that's reach out to our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's see what God can do in 2014. Let's win more souls this year than we've won in any year. And that starts with you and with me. We don't have our public school revival. We're down 100 souls right now. Now, we may come up with some other things to try to pour them in, get people saved. But let me tell you something. We're going to have to win them right here, us. Can you imagine? If we each won just one. Just one. Just one person. There'd be over a hundred some people already saved. 
I mean, wouldn't that be something? I wonder, do you want to win one of this this year? You want to win somebody? I do. I want to win more than one. Let's fight the good fight. I think the theme's great. I love it. I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but I love it. Because we're in a battle today. The devil hates our guts. I'm glad he hates us. Because if he loved us, we'd be on the wrong side. He hates what we're doing. So get excited about that. Hey, we're going to be in that building. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It'll be all right. It's not our biggest concern, though. It'll happen. We got what we need right here. Here it is. Look around you, because this is the church. This is what matters. You matter. I matter. And we got God here. Let's not lose him. Let's take him with us into the new year. Let's make sure that we're fighting the good fight, the right battle putting our energy and effort in the right direction. And I believe, without a doubt, have no doubt, God's going to bless us this year. We're going to see great things. If you don't, I will. And what I mean by that is this. I determine whether or not I have a good year for God. And you determine whether you do or not. I'm going to beg God for souls. And at the end of the year, whether you've won one or this church has won any, I want to be able to go, God, thank you. What a great year it's been for winning souls. Just, just even if it's just me. And you ought to be saying the same thing. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. I'm going to let God use me to win someone to Christ. I don't care. I'm doing it with God's help. And we'll see God do great things. Father, we come to you. Lord, again, we thank you as a church. Lord, I know, Father, that this is a little bit different. And, um, you know, it's not flashy or anything. But, Lord, it's simple. Father, it's kind of going back to that 20 years ago. I feel just compelled to draw our attention back there and just kind of remind ourselves again what made Community Baptist Temple what it is, what ultimately brought us to this place. And Lord, it's, it's just souls. It was winning people to Christ and loving souls the way you do. Help me to love souls more than ever. And Lord, help each of us in this room to do the same. And Lord, as a church, we have so many blessings that we can point back to. Lord, help us to create some new memories. Help us to, in the future, Lord, to truly um, make history as a church May more people win at least one soul to Christ this year than ever before in our church. Just more people. Lord, I'd like to see more souls saved than ever before in our ministry, but I'd like to see more people get the chance to lead someone to the Lord. That would be awesome because it's so encouraging and it solves so many problems in our lives when we know that we are fulfilling the purpose God left us here for. We have reason to live and a purpose to exist. What a blessing it is. Now, Father, bless this church. Meet our needs. And, Father, help us to be faithful as we move forward, fighting the good fight. Well, thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed as the pianist plays.
maybe tonight you feel compelled to say to the Lord, Lord, with your help, I'm going to lead one soul to Christ this year. I don't know who that is yet. I have no idea, but with your help, Lord, I'm going to be praying for that soul. I'm going to be begging you for that soul. I'm going to make sure that I'm in a position to be used to win that soul. Maybe, maybe you'd say two or three. I don't know, maybe even some more. Again, there's no way we don't know the future, but what we do know is that most of the time we fail to stretch ourselves. If we shoot for the stars, we'll never come up with a handful of dirt. And so often we don't set our goals very high for the Lord. A businessman or woman will say, I want to grow my business by 20%. I want to increase sales by 15 or 20 percent. A church or a pastor starts to say things like, we want to increase our attendance by 20 percent. Someone says, oh, he's just all about numbers. 